Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Okay, before we meet our guest, I have to tell you about the app that has helped me get into the Word every single day. Dwell is a Bible app I've just totally fallen in love with. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who admonishes us in Psalm 119 to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. I personally listen to Dwell first thing in the morning when I sit down at my desk and I do some prayer journaling. And currently, I'm going through the beloved listening plan And I'm just loving the way that this allows me to get into the Word every day in a way that's specific to how I learn best. I set a reminder on my phone to pop up so I can easily just open the app and hop into my listening plan. I also love that they have scripture playlists, like ones based on mood, so you can find something from the Lord no matter what you're feeling. One of the coolest things about Dwell is their new read-along experience. And if you've ever seen Apple Music's lyrics feature, then that's exactly what you can expect from read-along with Dwell. Gorgeous backgrounds, big bold text that scrolls as the narrator reads to you. I'm telling you, you've got to try it and I think you're going to love it. So go to dwellapp.io forward slash wildconfidence to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for Life. I'm so pumped to have Steph Baron Hall here today. She has an MA in communication and leadership and is a speaker, certified Enneagram coach, and author of the book, The Enneagram in Love. It's a roadmap for building and strengthening romantic relationships. Stephanie founded her Instagram page, Nine Types Co. in 2017 as a way to explore her own interest in the Enneagram. And it has since grown into a community of people who are learning about the Enneagram and their relationships together, of course. Stephanie specializes in bringing clarity to complex concepts and communicating the Enneagram in a way that is relatable and concise so that it can be transformative for all. Let's hop into our conversation. Cool. Well, Steph, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Good. We're happy to have you. I know that um, a lot of people are interested in the topic of Enneagram and relationships and Um, as it, I mean, really as it applies to all kinds of relationships, not just romantic, but, um, friendships and working relationships. And I love following you at nine types co on Instagram, but you actually made a funny post recently about how a lot of people think that it's what 90, 90 Pesco. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, what's so funny about that is like, so when I was starting my Instagram in 2017, I wanted it. I mean, I wanted it to be like, not Enneagram necessarily. So I was like, okay, nine types, like we're like nine types collective, nine types, something. So, cause we were selling coffee, which I'm just jumping right ahead. So just, you know, ignore me. If, if this is like not relevant, but no, you're good. Um, so we were like, okay, let's call it nine types, but nine types as a handle was already taken. So I was like, okay, let's call it nine types co. Yeah. So made sense to me. Yeah. Made sense to a lot of folks, right? Just recently, I learned that one of my friends from that time always wondered why I called it 90 Pesco. That is so funny. And I was like, <laughs> why didn't you say anything? Because 
it wasn't until 2019, like end of 2019, that people started saying, what's 90 Pesco? No. Wait, what? And now it's just, it's constant. And at this point, I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, let's just embrace it, I guess. Yeah. Because even if I capitalize the right letters, people just think I'm doing that weird, like, you know, the thing that you do on AIM when you're like, in (laughs) you capitalize every other word. I think I'm just doing that instead of realizing that it's like nine types co. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I think I remember whenever I found you on Instagram, I read it right. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's because I knew it was Enneagram. So I was like, yeah, nine types makes sense. Or if you look at my bio. Right. (laughs) There's any um, comfort there. I I read it right. (laughs) Yes. So you said since 2019. So you've been doing this for a while. When did you get started with the Enneagram and what got you into it? Yeah. Well, um, first I have to take you back a little bit further. So I've always been interested in personality tests. A lot of people who are into the Enneagram are, you know, um, so when I was in college, I was like, oh, I want to use Myers-Briggs and team building, you know? And then, um, I was working at an organization and we use a different, um, motivation-based personality system called total SDI, which it's called something a little bit different now, but it's basically strengths development inventory. Um, and it's motivation based. So that was the first time I had been introduced to something that was about motivation rather than just about behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it was really, really helpful. And during that time, my husband actually learned about the Enneagram and was like, Oh, you would really like this. And I was like, eh, you know, like I, oh, I'm fine. Um, because I was so into this other tool at the time. Yeah. A few months later, my sister was like, Oh, what's your Enneagram type? I think you're this type. She hates it when I say that <laughs> she did think I was a different type, but at the beginning. Um, and so I took a test and, um, that was 2000. So I first heard about it in 2015, okay. in 2016. Um, I started like studying it, reading it, listening to everything. Um, and then I got my coaching certification in 2018. Nice. Okay, cool. So you've been coaching for a few years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's so fun. I actually, um, follow a similar timeline, not with the coaching certification. I actually only got that in, uh, late 19, I think late 2019, Okay. but, but, um, I was, I was introduced to it in 2015 And that's whenever I really started digging into it as well. Uh, And a friend just kind of gave me a book and was like, check it out. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) But um, I think that one of the best uses of it outside of personal growth has been its effect on the relationships around me, whether that's with my husband or my friends or my coworkers. Really, whenever I was working at a church, it was just incredible for my relationships with my coworkers and the people around you. How do you think that it's benefited you in your relationships? If, if at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, I think it's really helpful. Um, I first, when I first started like talking to people about it, um, well, actually before I even got a coaching certification, I started talking to people about it. We were just like chatting and then people started asking me to teach groups and Mm. teams and stuff. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, um, and then I ended up getting the, 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 coaching after that. But yeah, I feel like the the thing that I think is so helpful about it is that it really takes the, 
the pressure off of the relationship in a sense, Mm, because instead of, um, being like, oh, you are this type uh, or instead of being like you, you do this annoying thing, then you can be like, oh, I understand that you're this type. And so one of the things that's, that you value, that's important to you is this thing. And so I can understand where that's coming from and not assume that it's, you know, questioning my behavior or, or questioning me. Um, you know, it kind of shifts yeah. that idea. So for me, um, my husband actually took a while to find his type. He thought he knew his type at first. And then after a while, listening to a bunch of podcasts, listening to teachings, then he went through a couple different types. And then eventually we landed back on the first type. <laughs> um, but throughout that process, like it's not necessarily something that he loves to talk about or he loves to, but, but knowing things about him and, and understanding things about him, then I'm like, oh, like I can understand that when you say this thing, you're not like questioning me, right? You're not, yeah, yeah. you're not like saying that I just suck. It's like, right. <laughs> you're like, you're operating out of this place. Um, yeah. And I can also see in myself like, oh, I'm operating from this place right now where I'm feeling threatened by this type of behavior when that's probably not what's intended. And I need to like get more curious about that, that response, you know, yeah, that yeah. reaction. So, so yeah, I think that's why it's so helpful for anyone. You don't have to know somebody's type, just, just knowing like your own type really helps you get curious and like diffuse some of that tension. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, yeah, like you're talking about being that self-aware, knowing, okay, my reaction to this is indicative of this pain point or this thing that I need to work out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, even today I, I was on a, a run and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I haven't really talked to my friends lately. I'm withdrawing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to check in with myself and, and say, okay, why am I withdrawing? What is this? How can I use the tools of the Enneagram that I know about my specific type and grow from this, um, into back into a place of healthy, uh, community and all of that stuff. So I love that. Um, that it's such a great tool for that. And okay. So when it comes to Enneagram relations, I get the same question over and over and over and over. And I'm wondering what's the most asked question that you get when it comes to that same topic? Oh, I'm sure it's the same one. It is yeah. what type goes best with what other type. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which what is your view on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I have, this is like a soapbox, a little bit of mine. I try not to get up on too many soapboxes, but um, this is one of those things that like, we've been trained to think this way, right? We've been yeah. trained like with Myers-Briggs or even with, um, you know, astrology. A lot of people are like, oh, if you're a th- this, you go with a this, right? Um, yep. So we've been trained to think of things this way. But what I think happens is even when you use that, the Enneagram, you're trying to use the Enneagram or any of these systems to tell you who you should date, um, what job you should get, what, mm-hmm. you know, major you should um, go for what dog, I don't know what dog breed you should get. Like all of these things, what you're doing is you're outsourcing your own personal power and like personal intuition, um, Mm. to a system that, and and so there's a sense in which you're like not trusting yourself, right? You're not trusting that like you actually have some sense of internal wisdom and intuition, um, 
like you're smart, you have a brain, like you have a heart, your feelings can tell you something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to, to bring that back to ourselves. Um, and so with that, I always say, and I'm sure you say the same thing, there's no such thing as a perfect pairing. Um, any type can work with any other type. It's more about growth. Um, it's more about health. Um, if you're willing to show up for one another, if you're willing to actually invest in your own personal work as individuals, um, and also if that person is kind to you, like, I think that's just like the most basic thing. Um, and I think there are some people, it just doesn't matter their type. It's just not going to work, you know? Right. Um, right. I do think that there are certain individual people who have a hard time with other types, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so like, but I wouldn't say like, oh, all fours struggle to be with eights, for example, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my perspective. (laughs) And I would totally agree with that. And I, it's, it's refreshing to hear that because I think the idea of certain types belonging with other types is so prevalent. You can find resources on it. And I'm like, stop, wait, we we cannot, yeah, we cannot focus on that. We cannot exactly how, what you said. And I wrote this down. It's outsourcing your own power. Like Mm -hmm. we cannot do that. And oh my gosh, it's at the end of the day, it's just a tool. It's not something to live and die every single decision of your life by. Yeah. And yeah. So, and and that's, I agree with you. I always tell people two healthy people make a good pair. Mm-hmm. It's not about what type it is. If you're in an unhealthy place, you need to go work on yourself anyway. You don't need to worry about putting yourself in somebody else's life. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go work on yourself and then circle back. Obviously, if you're married, it's different. You don't right. need to, you know, whatever. But um, but I, also I, I think agree like, with you. Yeah. And also, I think what for me is a really important value is allowing, like being with a partner who allows me to grow and allowing my partner to grow. Um, And I'm saying allowing, like, we don't give each other, um, like we don't require permission from one another. Right. But, but like being able to like, see that, that growth and the evolution over time, um, Mm -hmm. with that person, because I think that's something that trips up a lot of relationships is people are like, well, you're not the person I married. And I'm like, well, good. (laughs) Like, yeah, Yeah. you know, you've grown, you've changed. Like, that's what life is about. And so that's, that's another thing. I, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people are not as, you know, big of a fan of that concept, but, um, I do think that allowing growth is like probably one of the biggest indicators for a successful relationship. Yeah. Um, but, but even with, um, so I did write the Enneagram in love, right? So, um, I mean, that is like the book I was invited to write. And so that's the book I wrote, but I also work a lot with teams. So that's the majority of my work. I've worked with some couples, but for the most part, I focus on teams. I have a master's degree in organizational communication and leadership. So I'm like uniquely qualified to work with teams in a way that I'm not as, you know, interested in working with couples. Um, and this is something I say all the time too. Like when people say like, Oh, what type should I hire for this position? No, we don't think about it like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, any, again, any type can work. It's really about like, once that person is hired, 
you know, understanding each other and figuring out how you can communicate better. Yeah. I love that. That is a great point because I do think that that question is asked very often from, Mm -hmm. um, from people who are in that position to hire others. So I'm really glad you said that because especially in like, I used to work at a church in that kind of position. Mm -hmm. There's so many, there's more twos and, um, like twos and sevens in Mm -hmm. the youth pastor world than any other type based on my experience and the groups that I'm in on Facebook and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And it just cracks me up because I'm like, just as easily as a two and seven, um, gravitate towards that job, a five can do the exact same work. Mm -hmm. It just looks different. And, and they bring a different set of gifts to that role, which is so needed. If we all had the same type, we would all be blind to so many of our own weaknesses and not ever get anything done. We'd run in circles. So I love that, um, that idea that you mentioned. Y'all, I started taking apple cider vinegar shots when I lived in New York City because I heard about all the health benefits, but we all know and if you don't you're blessed the taste is always miserable taking acv shots is not a fun experience but i really wanted all the benefits from acv um, just with a better taste so i partnered with goalie gummies and i'm so pumped about this because i actually take these gummies all the time they have some incredible health benefits that um are in line with acv like appetite control and weight loss they lower blood sugar levels, improves your immune system. I mean, all kinds of awesome things. But then with these gummies, it's actually even better than traditional ACV because they're infused with superfoods like pomegranate and beetroot and enriched with vitamins. So they're safe for the tooth enamel, which cannot be said about traditional ACV. Use code AinsleyB at checkout for a discount on your order of goalie gummies. Let me know what y'all think too. Now I want to circle back to what you said earlier about how individual people might not mesh well with certain types. I didn't, I a hundred percent agree. And I didn't know how to explain that mm-hmm. where it's not like your type. It's, it's not your type. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. How do you, <laughs> am I saying that right? Like how, how would you describe it further? Yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminds you sometimes I like see this in this uh, Facebook group I'm a part of where people say, it's not a, is this a me thing or a three thing? Mm-hmm. Like, is this about me being me or is this about me being a three? Yeah. Uh, that the whole thought process. But yeah, I just think that like, I'll use this as an example because it just comes up so much, but um, somebody posted an, a comment on my Instagram over a year ago. And this guy said, I'm just going to say it how he wrote it. He said, one word that I would use to describe our relationship is spicy. Oh, and he's like, I'm an eight. My, my partner's a four. And he said, (laughs) um, he said, uh, like it's spicy, but it, okay. It yummy. (laughs) That's how he wrote it. And it kills me. I like, think about that all the time. Like I think <laughs> my husband and I will like say that to each other. Like when we make spicy food, <laughs> that is hilarious. And so, so like, 
but you know, certain people love that four and eight combination, right? There's mm-hmm. like all that love for authenticity and all the passion and all the like expression and some reactivity and all, all those different things. Right. Um, but then, you know, I, so I posted this in my stories, I said, you know, I've been thinking about this comment for the last year and <laughs> I got a bunch of people messaging me say, like who are fours or who are mm-hmm. eights saying I could never be in a relationship with a four. I could never be in a relationship with an eight. Wow. Right. So yeah. w- for those individual people, there's something about the, a lot of the fours that they have personally met mm-hmm. that rubs them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or some of the eights that they personally met that rubs them the wrong way. But like, that doesn't mean that a four and an eight are not compatible. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just more of like that thing where, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe you have a parent who is one of those types. And then you're like, I can't get along with that type, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um, right. Interestingly, I, I mean, for me, like I'm a type three, um, and oh, there are specific- question. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm like, I was so, wondering. <laughs> so for me, there are specific types that are more challenging. Right. Um, but because this is the type of work I do, and I'm sure you're similar in this when I, when I encounter something that I'm like, this is so irritating to me. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, what is it about that? That either I'm seeing in myself that I don't like, mm-hmm. or what is it about that, that I wish I could embrace in myself that they are feeling free to embrace in themselves. That is so good. Like everyone who just heard that, you need to write that down. (laughs) That is so good. I love that. And it reminds me, so I used in in a, a message of hope, if you do feel stuck in that mindset of like, oh, I, um, I just can't with this certain type. I used to think that I couldn't mesh with fives. Hmm. I'm a two. Okay. And I used to firmly believe that I just can't handle fives. I just can't handle all the questions. I can't handle the, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm operate like high, 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 high trust and low fear. So if a five wing six starts questioning things, I'm like, what, why, why are we, let's just go, let's just go with it. We're just, we're just trusting mm-hmm. here. We're just, and yeah. Anyway. And then, so I start, the more I start self-evaluating and, um, understanding I should be asking more questions, first of all, which is exactly what, what you're talking about. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I then looked around and realized that two of the very closest people in my life that I trust the most are fives. Mm-hmm. One of my very best friends and my coworker, like mm-hmm. that I currently work with. She's my only coworker because I work for myself now and she's a five. And mm-hmm. I was able to shift that focus of saying, I went from, I don't mesh with fives to I'm so thankful for the gifts that fives have that I don't have. Yeah. I'm so thankful for the things that they can bring to the table that I just can't as a two mm-hmm. in my own. I, I could, if I really push myself, but in my own natural giftings and motivations, I just don't have the same as them. So you, while you may feel like you can't mesh with a certain type, the good news is you can, if you, if you want to, if you really pursue that understanding and, uh, the notes that you, the things that you just said were just so good. 
Um, yeah. I mean, there is one specific type that I'm thinking of that like my closest people, if they are this type, it works. Mm-hmm. But if an acquaintance is this type, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Just so interesting to me. Um, that's true. But I think again, it goes back to that level of trust. Um, and also just like how much we allow ourselves to be seen by ourselves, but how much we allow ourselves to be seen by others. Um, yeah. And the amount of depth and, and all that kind of stuff. So I love that. What's your husband's type? He is a sexual one. Oh, okay. I was going to guess a yeah. one. <laughs> Do yeah. people so, make you guess their types a lot? They try, but I just say no. Oh, you say no. Yeah. I Gosh, just don't. So good. That's so smart. uh so yeah I I don't because um that makes it feel like really gamified right but I don't it's not it's not a parlor trick Mm -hmm. you know it's not a game um the Enneagram and so for me I will like invite or I'll say what type do you think you are (laughs) Yeah. Or, uh, you know, or, or ask those questions or, um, or explain, like, it's really hard to see it from the outside, um, without knowing motivation. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't talk about the Enneagram very much with like people in real life. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't just naturally come up. Um, sometimes. And, and if it's somebody who I know well, and like they, they know it, like, I love talking about the Enneagram with people who know it well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm in a social situation, I'm like, I do this all day, every day. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And also like, I don't want it to turn into a thing, um, where people are just like either asking me a bunch of questions or where I'm like preaching to them or like teaching them. That's just, I don't feel like that's my role. And so like, even when people say like totally wrong things, I'm like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm a seven wing three. And you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody recently was like, I just love how it's based on an algorithm. Oh. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They might've been talking about, um, you know how like the order of the arrows is yeah. um aside from the equilateral triangle is one divided by seven. Oh, right, right. Um, I think they might have been talking about that. But I don't know. <laughs> it's just like interesting. I, we didn't get into it. <laughs> the only that's just yeah. funny. I know. It's it is funny. And and I just because for me. I feel like for a time I was really like really, really into talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it started being the only thing that people would talk to me about. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and I think at some point it kind of drove my husband crazy. Um, and so I just, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it if you want to. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't, for you, it's like, it's talking about work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and who wants to talk about work 24 seven? Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think, I think people are looking for certainty in a lot of ways. And I just don't think that many things are certain. Yeah. Um, and so 
like when people ask me questions a lot of the time too, it's like, well, if you listen to this teacher, it's this. If you listen to this teacher, it's this. This is what I think. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people ask me about that. Like, are tri-types legit? And I'm like, it just really depends on what is helpful for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone actually asked me that last night. Um, So that's interesting. Like for me, it's helpful, but I also don't put too much thought into it. Right. Like, I don't know. Um, I I'm very much like, if it's helpful, take it, use it. And even if it's painful, but still helpful, Mm -hmm. take it, use it. But if you're, if it causes confusion or, um, I don't know if it just feels icky, then don't. Yeah. Well, and also with with anything, I think my hesitance around some of the things is like, if, if you're just getting granular on describing yourself, but you're not actually like, it's kind of diffusing the growth work that you need to do, then maybe yeah. pull back and focus on it differently. Um, because sometimes that's what I see is people are like, Oh, like, and they're explaining every aspect of themselves through all these different, um, ways, but then they're not actually allowing that to get help them to get curious about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of, of growth and getting curious, you have, um, something called from frustrated to flourishing. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So that is a course I put it out about a year ago. Um, and it's based on the stances. Mm -hmm. So basically it's, it's pretty quick, actually. I think in total it's under two hours for the whole course, but, um, it comes with a workbook that is like developed by a professional curriculum writer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, so basically it, it goes through the stances. And if you're not familiar with stances, it's a way of looking at how we move in the world. Essentially, sometimes they're called social stances. So three of the types, four five and nine withdraw, move away from others. Um, three of the types one, two, and six move alongside or, um, kind of move toward others. And then three of the types, three, seven, and eight move, um, against, or, um, like kind of like in con in conflict with others and not, not because they're looking for conflict, but they're just challenging things. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the aggressive types. I call them aggressive. A lot of people call them assertive because I am one. I call them aggressive because that's how other people experience us. Not because that's not what our intention, right? Yeah. Um, so it kind of goes through that whole thought process, what that looks like. And then it goes through, um, the time, the orientations to time. So some of us are past oriented. Some of us are present oriented. Some of us are future oriented and what that really looks like. Um, and then it gives like growth practices for each of the types, um, or each of the stances, I should say. So, um, there are three separate modules for, for each. So, um, that's what I have out now. Um, and then I'll be releasing, a new suite of courses for (laughs) every type. So nice. it will be specifically, you know, geared to help every type grow because that's like the thing I get asked the most, like, okay, I know my type now, what, like, how do I actually grow? Right. So these courses will be kind of a deep dive on the types, um, levels of development, subtypes, um, the, the vice and virtue, wings. I mean, all the different things. Wow. Um, That's a big undertaking. 
It it is. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that six it, months ago. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? What will, what will it be called? Uh, uh, type path courses. Mm-hmm. Type so path like, courses. That's awesome. Yeah. So like your type's growth path. That is so cool. I can't wait to check that out. And then you also have Enneagram in love. Can you tell us a mm-hmm. little bit about uh, that book? Sure. So the Enneagram in love basically goes through kind of a brief overview of the Enneagram system and then um, an overview of each of the types and how they kind of communicate and handle conflict and their levels of development. And then it goes through each of the 45 type pairings. So, yeah. So um, the first, so it's kind of split into thirds in that sense. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. a really great book for um, people who are newer to the Enneagram, I'd say Um, it's very like, it's meant to be for people who don't know really anything about the Enneagram. Um, and I think people who, who do know the Enneagram well can still get something out of it because I've had people like take it to their podcasting partner, even, you know, yeah. like their co-hosts or whatever and say, Oh, you're a one and I'm a four. And like, how do we work together best? Yeah. Um, because it goes through, I mean, it's called in love, but like, it's basically interpersonal communication, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, you're able to kind of observe yourself, observe them, look at your sticking points and see how to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And in the book's beautiful, which is also a plus. (laughs) It's just like visually appealing. So I love, I just love it. I'm very, um, very into your work. And and I think you do some awesome, awesome work with the Enneagram. Now we already talked about your Instagram. It's at nine types co where do you hang out anywhere else online? Where else can we hang out with you? Yeah. Um, the main place is my Instagram. I currently also have a podcast, which is called ask an Enneagram coach, um, in which I take questions from my followers and my listeners and answer them. Um, so those are the main two ways. You can also visit my website, which is nine types.co and there you can find more info on my courses and also like gift guides. So that's a really fun thing that I've been doing for the last three years. I think this is like the third, third year that I've done them, but, um, they're really fun just to different ideas for the different types. And, um, yeah, so those are the main ways. I love that. I reference gift guides all the time when it comes to like birthdays or something like that. I'm like, yes. Okay. I need to find what's their type (laughs) because it's, it's honestly makes it easier. And these gift guides are so accurate. I'm like Mm -hmm. a nine will always want a barefoot dreams blanket, no matter what it's like, they can never have too many. (laughs) So anyway, I love that. And I love that, um, that you're doing that. So how can we, as a wild confidence community support you right now in, in your work, what can we do to support you? Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, love, love it. If you came over on Instagram and found a favorite post of yours, um, don't know if you've heard about this, but Instagram is changing all of their algorithms to everything again. So just note for anyone that you follow, it's great if you click the little bookmark button and, and bookmark a post, save it that way. Um, that actually means more now than likes and comments. So, um, yeah. but yeah, and then sharing with your friends and then commenting, um, those are all great ways to support. And then also if you are interested in my courses at all, or, or, um, want to hear more about them, feel free to DM me and I'll try to connect with you and make sure that you, we get the right course in your hands. 
Yes, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to check all of the things out continuously. I am already following you and uh, love your work. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk today. And I can't wait for people to hear this episode. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.